the Rams house, powered by guys in shorts. Whose house? Rams house. Oh, do we yeah. really want to relive week 10? Why? Well, I thought you kind of said that if uh, the Rams were on a bye, we get to go on a bye. And uh, this is another second bye week in a yeah, row. Yeah, so, right? So uh, why are we here? What are we doing here? I have no let's, idea. Let's talk about pleasant things. <laughs> let's talk about other good stuff. Not the Rams, that's for sure. In week 10, the Rams headed to Pittsburgh. Took on the Steelers in a loss that was not pretty. I'm going to be honest. Not at all. 12 to 17. They dropped to five and four and are uh, week by week losing any hopes of uh, the playoffs in this tough NFC West division. Um, So we're going to talk about all of that. Some takeaways from the game. Look ahead at uh, week 11 versus the Bears when Chicago comes to the Coliseum. Wow. The Rams are actually coming back to the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah, they it, are. It's been a very long time since. It uh, has been a while, yeah, hasn't what, it? What, two weeks uh, yeah. away games, one game in London, and uh, London we're finally back at the Coliseum. Finally back to the Coliseum, and um, yeah, we're going to talk all about that and unveil a new segment I like to call Let's Panic, Everyone. <gasps> <gasps> it's the panic button. Red alert! We're going down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Darren Besa. Yes, yes. And it is time to panic, people. Throw elbows. Run for the exits. Do not walk. Get the hell out because the Rams are terrible. They, they, I, I don't think I can put it any prettier. And... Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should start out with a little disclaimer because uh, for those listening onto the pod, um, I myself and I don't think you, Jeff Wilson, uh, I don't think we have any answers as to why the Rams stink this much, especially coming off of a Super Bowl appearance. Yeah, the Rams really shouldn't be in this predicament, but nope. here we are now, approaching what? Here we week are now, eleven or so, approaching week eleven in panic mode, and we're and we're going down, guys. We're going down. This ship is sinking. <laughs> Women and children first. Save yourself. <laughs> oh my gosh. It should not have been like this for the Rams this season. No. I'm confused. I'm confused just like everybody else listening in. Well, but I, I think I think the 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 frustrating thing is we we didn't see this coming, but in in retrospect, we know what happened. Owner, uh, Les Snead management took a gamble that we were going to be able to replace that yeah. O-line yeah. with some second-year players, fill in those important roles, not bring on any veterans, you know, do all that stuff. And, I mean, you can talk about the offensive line. It is abysmal. It, it's it's definitely very worrisome. And, you know, during that last office season, you kind of – took a gamble. And the Rams took that gamble. As you said, you kind of get rid of Roger Saffold. He moves on. Sullivan, um, I believe he becomes an unref- unrestricted free agent. I don't even think he has retired at this point in time. You take a gamble and you replace them with rookies. And and Saffold, he was that veteran of the on the team. He was that guy who, he's the longest tenured Ram at that moment in time. You look at Sullivan. He's been in the Pro Bowl for X amount of years. He brings that balance to our young O-line. Yeah. And it's not only them two. you got to have to look at what Andrew Whitworth has been do- doing this season. And I'm not saying that he, he's been doing a very terrible job. 
it hasn't been that Andrew Whitworth that we have seen these last two seasons. Definitely a step back. So he's taking a step back. So now you have three players on our O-line. Two of them are rookies right now. And you kind of got to figure out that's probably a lot of where the Rams' problems uh, are starting from. Yep. Absolutely. That's why Jared Goff isn't necessarily getting a lot of time. That's uh, why. Well, that's we'll why. Yeah, spend we're plenty we're, of time I know talking we're about, talk about Jared that. Goff. I know. Yeah, um, that's why. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It's time to panic, people. And that's why Todd Gurley hasn't necessarily had has had those great runs. But uh, yeah, our our O line does need a lot of help, and uh, I'm I'm confused as to if. If the Rams front brass knew that we needed help on O-line, if we've seen this come, which we have all seen it come from the beginning of the season, why are the Rams going and getting a cornerback? Yeah. Well, and that's the confusing part is when they got Jalen Ramsey, they knew what situation we're in. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, and then you hear things like, well, and which makes it even scarier is fixing an O-line is one of the hardest things to do. It's it's not necessarily something you can just trade for because yeah, yeah. if you're a team with a solid O-line, you want to keep that that line. You don't want to mess that up. And so that's that's not something that I think traditionally can be fixed during the season. It's, unfortunately, it, it's it's you're absolutely right. It's not going to fix be fixed yeah. during the season. That's something that it, it there's a lot of mending. There's a lot of caring. There's a lot of you know you're looking at other teams and what they have to offer. You're looking at the waiver wire. You're looking at a lot of rookies who are coming up. And even though they come up, they're not really necessarily ready to, to go ahead and play. They need some time to adjust to the NFL. And this is a situation that it's not going to take. Right now, the Rams this season to fix. The O-line that we have in place right now is probably, and unfortunately, the O-line that we're going to be playing with for the rest of the season. And after Sunday's game, it doesn't look any better. No. because We got a rough schedule ahead. And on Sunday, it makes it even rougher, rougher knowing that Brian Allen, our center, is out. He's out for the entire season. He's not coming Mm. back. And so now we're replacing him. With another rookie, Rob Havenstein. He's also out, actually, for only one week, though. But yeah. he's another player that we have really relied upon. He's not necessarily stepping it up. But now we're replacing him with somebody else. Ugh. What are we going to do with our O-line? And it's it's one of those things where you wish you can go ahead and fix. It's not going to be fixed. So right now, there needs to be some other solution than looking at our O-line and somehow that probably falls in the hands of our quarterback. Oh, it's oh, panic no! time, people. Run for your life. <laughs> Throw elbows, do whatever you can. Save yourselves. The ship is going down. Oh no. So let's let's talk about that. The O-line is not getting any better this season. Um likely. We paid a premium price for we did. Jared Goff. <laughs> I see the trend now. <laughs> is this, is this and, a new drinking game, by the oh, way? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? Let's make it a drinking game. We should, that might yeah. make it more exciting. 
Every time uh, when you're watching a Rams game, every time Goff gets sacked oh. or looks confused or looks rushed, you got to take a drink. They're going to be, be a... sloshed by the halfway oh, through yeah. the first quarter. There's going to be a lot of Rams fans who are just yeah. drunk. Yeah, <laughs> he looked rushed. He he looked like a, a deer in headlights. He did not have the time that he had last season when we've seen him. He just looked awful. He did. Uh, Sunday, uh, Jared Goff, he went for 22 for 41. 243 yards, two interceptions, two sacks, two fumbles, and one of those was for a loss. Jared Goff right now is in a world of hurt. But again, what is your solution for Jared Goff? Because I can tell you that I don't think putting in Blake Bortles is a solution. I know many people out there might want to go ahead and see what Blake Bortles can go ahead and do. I would love to see that if it transpires. But unfortunately, this team knows Jared Goff. Yeah. And that's what they've been accustomed to these last two years. Yeah. I, yeah, I think at this point, it's not time for Blake Bortles yet. We might get there. Yeah. You know, where you just, all right, let's see what he's got and protect Goff for the rest of the season. And and I feel like when you're chalking this up to Mm -hmm. just, all right, we're just getting game experience for the rest of the season. Yeah. Then maybe you bring Bortles on. But if you're still serious about making a a run at the playoffs, which is still a possibility, we're still in the hunt. Yeah. You're, you got to be committed to, to Goff. You have to be. And and uh, I've been watching golf this season. I've been watching golf these last few seasons. A part of me says right now at $110 million guaranteed that I, I really kind of wish that Jared Goff was a different sort of quarterback. Because look well, around the league. Yeah, for the price we paid. For the price we paid. Look yeah. at what Lamar Jackson is doing. Yeah. I mean, he he's a quarterback that utilizes his legs. He knows how to run. He has, I believe, somewhere around 700 yards in rushing as a quarterback. That, yeah. unfortunately, is not Jared Goff. Yeah. Well, I hate to say he was right, but earlier in the season, uh, Ben Garcia <laughs> was right. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. If Ben's right, then it's definitely time to panic, people. Yeah. Uh, ben said we'd regret the Jared Goff trade. He wasn't worth the money that we paid him. And this is the way I look at it. Is Jared Goff better than Andrew Luck? Ooh. You don't have to think about that. Andrew um, Luck is a far superior quarterback. Andrew Luck, with an abysmal offensive line, took the Colts to the playoffs. I think a few seasons. He, he put the entire team on his back and took them. Goff can't do that. No, no, Clearly. Goff, Goff cannot do that. And he hasn't done that necessarily so far. Yeah. I can't say if you give him a great O-line like we did last season, that may be changing well, a little bit, well, right. but I know what you're asking. And, well, and right you now... At, and you look at Andrew Luck, who retired just at the yeah. at the point when Indy actually fixed their offensive line problems and now has one of the best lines exactly, in yeah. the league, and so good that they can make Jacoby Brissett look like a phenomenal quarterback and and he's doing great so i mean that's huge the problem is i feel like we did the reverse indie where we had the great offensive line that made jared goff look phenomenal and now 
we're realizing our worst fears because that's always been a question mark. Even when yeah. we made the golf deal, I think you and I, we were clouded by rainbows and butterflies and the fact that, you know, we we wanted to make the deal. But he was still, it was still, the verdict was, we we, we hadn't seen him when he didn't have he wasn't time to enough. perform. Yeah. yeah. And, and if you're going to pay that much for a quarterback, then you need to be able to perform under pressure. You do. And, and that's what go- good quarterbacks do. They overcome these obstacles. They overcome the fact that you have a weak O-line. They overcome the fact that, you know what, I can somehow by myself, although my offensive line isn't doing it, I can buy myself two seconds. I could step into the pocket. I can have that sense of urgency. And watching Jared Goff now... He is unaware of the presence around him. He's yeah. protecting that football. And, I mean, it's, it's almost like, Jeff, going back to high school. You, and this is, uh, this is really silly, but guys do dumb shit. And you go back to high school and you play the game in which you're, you're standing around and all of a sudden one of your <laughs> friends <laughs> smacks your nuts. Of course. Yep. yep. High school. What are you talking about? I played that game last week. <laughs> and, you know... Two, three days go by, and you guys are still doing it. And there's, and there's, you know, your group of friends. And by the end of the week, you approach your walk a little bit different. You don't naturally oh, walk through the hallway. What are you doing? Yep. You're protecting yourself. You're covering your junk. Maybe you have a book in front of you. I'm not going to lie. I'm still kind of mentally <laughs> scarred to this day from games like that where I'm jumpy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And, and that's Jared Goff at the moment. Yeah. I mean, he has that sense around him, and he's to the point where he knows he is going to go ahead and get hit. He knows that he's going to go ahead and get sacked, and he's being very precautious. Yep. yep. You looked at some of those plays, mm-hmm. and I feel like he was he was forcing it because he knew the pressure was coming, and and he just he. He'd look at his first option and then look right, like barely even look at the section second option and just throw the ball, hoping, yeah, you know, before actually making the decision. Like it was, it was just so forced and rushed and yeah. Ugh. Well, I mean, you you give him minimal amount of time, you don't have that ability to go through all your checks, and yeah. and unfortunately, that's what we have right now. Um, I, I I wish I had an answer. I wish Jared Goff can just perform. I have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Panic, people. Panic. Run for your lives. Follow the lighted pathways to the exits. Push if you have to. Shove. Yeah. yeah save is. yourselves. We we can try to save ourselves. And I kind of wish, again, going back to Lamar Jackson, going back to a quarterback like Russell Wilson, who, who knows how to take that hit, who senses that presence of that pocket collapsing, and which he can get himself out of a jam and still make that pass down the field. Yeah. I wish that was Jared Goff, but that is not him right now. Yeah. Can, not saying that's gonna ever be him. Well, let's talk about that. Is there? Is he still? Can we? Can he improve this? I mean, I feel like okay. Let's put the rainbows and butterflies on. We'll put the panic button away for a second <laughs> and do what I do best, which is rainbows and butterflies. He's getting experience. <laughs> if we want to say, oh, yeah. how do we get out of this predicament this season? I feel like the only way is that. He's possibly each, each game he's getting more experience under pressure. And if that is something that can be taught and he's capable of of learning and progressing at, then maybe uh, we see an improvement. 
when he's he's under pressure and he's rushed. So you're asking me if it's possible that Jared Goff can instill that, that can somehow master that. Unfortunately, I don't think that's necessarily the case. <laughs> Panic, people! This is not a drill. This is not a drill. And the reason why I say that is because it, it's been two years now. You're you're when you go into practice squads and when you go into OTAs and training camp, you're faced up against the Rams defense. The Rams defense, honestly, is is a is a work of art right now. They are performing like they should be performing. Yeah. And that's what Jared Goff sees whenever they practice. But he is not doing it necessarily against them. He's not doing it necessarily against some of the weaker teams out there on defenses who've ranked, what, much more than 10th through 32nd. So at this point in time, with two years into play, I necessarily don't think that Jared Goff can be that sort of guy. Yeah, I think Jared Goff is the guy when you give him time. Yeah. And that stems back from our O-line. So then, uh, by that logic, this season, we're done. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's no hope. Um, we're not fixing the O-line. And if Goff isn't going to improve, then there's maybe two wins left on our schedule, both against Arizona. There, there, There's a slim possibility from what I see this season that things might kind of work out in our favor. Unfortunately... We are in a very tough division right now with the mm-hmm. 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Monday night's game necessarily didn't help us out whatsoever. So you might want to get prepared. Yeah. Push that panic button right now because I have, and it sounds like many of the people listening have also. <laughs> panic, people. Oh. Oh, all right. Well, that's enough panicking. There's got to be some good things that happened this weekend. Uh, why don't we talk about Todd Gurley? When he was given opportunities, he looked... Uh, you yeah. Saw, you, you saw Todd Gurley. Yeah. The Todd I mean, Gurley we'd known to come and lo- love. Isn't it, isn't it weird the fact that when Todd Gurley gets 73 yards in a game, Ugh. he has no touchdowns. Yeah. This is a good game for Todd Gurley. If you look back at this season... Todd, this is the second best game that Todd Gurley has had all season. The first game being from week one. By this time last year, Todd Gurley has, I think, probably six or so 100-plus rushing games so far. Oh, yeah. This season, zero. Zero 100-plus rushing games. And when he is at a point where... He's producing on the field on Sunday. He's getting 6.1 yards per carry. We have a problem in which our head coach, Sean McVay, doesn't give the rock to Todd Gurley. And this is where I am confused. I am confused like the media is confused. I'm confused like you, Jeff. I'm confused like everybody else listening into this podcast. In fact, I kind of wish we can flash forward until the end of the season just for somebody in the Rams organization to say, this is why we never gave Todd Gurley the ball. Yeah. I don't well, know why. It, it, I wish I listen, had that answer. You listen to the interviews with McVay, and he's like, yeah, I got to do a better job of getting uh, Gurley the ball. And da, da, da. It's like, well, that's your job. Get, <laughs> get him the ball. It's that, 
This is something that's been talked about for weeks now. It's yeah. not new information yeah. this for is, this game. This has and been talked about. When he's running well in the first two, three quarters, and then he just disappears in the fourth quarter. Now, granted, I think they didn't have the ball for like 12 minutes or something, eight minutes or something mm-hmm. of the of the fourth quarter. But still, like, we got to... We got to get him more involved. It, if if there was any, I could see at the beginning of the season where McVeigh was maybe, although he denied it, trying to uh, save Gurley because he know he knew he'd he'd kept the foot on the gas too long with Gurley last season, and so maybe he was trying to pace him mm-hmm. through the season. But we're past that. Yeah, like we are we are at the point where we need to win now. We're not thinking about playoffs. Playoffs. Oh. You're talking about playoffs? Oh man, I just want to win a game. I remember earlier this season when when we were talking about Rams and playoffs. I was 100 percent confident that the Rams were going to go ahead and get into the playoffs. I was 100 percent confident they were going to go 16 and 0. Darren, how do you think <laughs> I feel that now we're doing this? <laughs> I don't know necessarily about sixteen and zero, but to this point, I thought we would definitely be better than what a five and four record, and at least giving the ball a little bit more to Todd Gurley. Um, I I know Todd Gurley has had those moments in which he necessarily didn't produce, but at the same time, why are we not giving the ball to somebody else? Whether that be Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson in in our uh, running back, uh, uh, why why not give them the ball? Yeah, this this is. To the point where, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of fault in Jared Goff. I know there's a lot of fault in our O-line. But on top of all that, who runs the whole gamut? Who is up there that we should be blaming? And I think... Jesus Christ. Well, it's a little bit lower than that. I know a lot of people probably at one point in time... Donald Trump. Put him up there. But that's Sean McVay. Oh, Sean McVay. Right, right, right. He he becomes the person that we need to be questioning on why all of a sudden are we not giving players like Todd Gurley the ball? Why are we not targeting Cooper Cup, who last game we had, what, 220 yards in receiving? This game, what does Cooper Cup do? Zip. Zip. Nada. Not a single reception. I don't get it. Yeah. I am confused. Again, I, I could wish we could fast forward to the end of the season just so yeah. somebody can tell me what the hell McVeigh is thinking, yeah. and I am clueless. Yeah. I had to double check uh, the fantasy, the, uh, <laughs> the team that had Cooper Cup, because I was like, did, did he not touch the ball once? And sure enough, zero points. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's not a very comfortable feeling. I know Sean McVay doesn't want to necessarily deal with the diversity and the outcome when this team potentially can lose again and again because there are a lot of players in the Rams locker room that have a mouth and you don't want them to get upset because then they're going to start talking. And when they start talking, you have coaches who are going to try to remedy the situation and things are going to fall apart. And that is the last thing the Rams need before they get into this beautiful stadium next year and try to somehow make 2020 work. Yeah. It's not going to happen like that. I think I think what we're seeing and and I, I know you got to put a lot of this on McVay. I think McVay last season was accustomed to driving a Ferrari. Okay. This this well-oiled just beautiful, you know, machine that was great. Yeah. And this season, he's driving a Fiat. 
<laughs> but he's trying to drive it like he's driving a Ferrari. So he's just going to use it and, and, and use it? <laughs> well, he's he's just not used to driving. The, I don't think he's adapted necessarily to what uh, this this team is, maybe. And and I think that'll come with experience. I think he'll he'll maybe learn to adjust better with his schemes and and planning. I don't know. I, I mean, know, I, I'm confused. That that I, I kind of <laughs> wish that. Because you yeah. know you you go you go into this bye week, you take a week off. I understand your players need to go ahead and recuperate their bodies. They need to go ahead and take care of themselves. But the only person who should not be taking a bye week is Sean McVay. In fact, and I'm sure he's not. He should be doing the opposite. He yeah. should be in his office, and he should be in there with a cot, and he should I, be sleeping there 24 seven until I he this bet situation. He is. Even with his smoking hot girlfriend, I, I bet, I bet he is. If, if he strikes me as the kind of guy that does not, uh, well, take a, even a minute off. I, I would, I would love to say that he is that type of guy, and I kind of thought that he was. But if he was, looking at Sunday's game, we kind of regressed. We kind of regressed, regressed from you know what the things that the Rams are promised during this bye week and how things are going to go ahead and improve, and nothing improved. In yeah. fact, it kind of got a little worse. Yeah, and that's where I am at this point point in time. Whether the well, panic button is pressed other, or not, I other, I have been panicked for quite some time. Honestly, yeah. the other thing is, you know, we had two weeks there where we played some soft teams. Yeah, and Pittsburgh is they're uh, what they were what four and five. Yeah, I mean, think, yeah, but they're I think they're better than their record. Yeah. represents and, and, and their defense they, they is definitely solid defense yeah, I mean, is good the offensive uh, the offense you know under what whatever his name is mason crosby or Ma- yeah mason know. rudolph yeah mason rudolph that, mason i don't know i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> whatever his name is the, you know we lost against that guy yeah we lost against not even that guy. against ben we yeah. lost against mason what's the deal well the defense did their job like you said but our offense that that's the scary thing we yeah. should be putting up more offense than that yeah so, and, and, you know you go back to this sunday game and, and just one last point to make when when i'm watching that game and in the first 15 seconds our defense they do their job they they force a fumble dante fowler gets it into the end zone in the first 15 seconds our defense gave our offense some breathing room and our offense never even stepped foot on the field in 28 minutes and 20 seconds in which our offense and special teams had the ball, you know what they produced? Three points. <laughs> in 28 <laughs> minutes and 20 seconds, our offense and our special teams produced three points. Yikes. And the other two points come from that safety. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, you might want to go ahead and push that button. Run for the exits, people. Run, guys. Uh, all right. Well, let's look ahead. And uh, I mean, this uh, Chicago Bears team coming in, Mitchell Trubisky. If anyone's looked worse than Jared Goff, it's him. So that's encouraging. That's encouraging. Yeah. Um, Bears defense is great, though. This is probably going to be a pretty low scoring game. I wouldn't start anyone on your fantasy teams from from yeah. either of these. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think the, I think <laughs> maybe the... both defenses. <laughs> I think the over under is 41. And going into this game, this is a home game. Rams finally are back into the Coliseum. I think but we are. But this is this is 
Bears fans are going to be excited. They they should be that their team is coming to town. They should. I, be. I think it's probably going to be a pretty dominant Bears crowd there. Oh yeah, yeah. And I I would say the exact same thing. Even though the Rams are slated to win by about six and a half points, if the Rams don't put on a good product on the field, the LA fans out there, including myself, including you, Jeff. We will let the team know. There is going to be a lot of backlash by the end of this game. There's going to be a lot of media out there. We're just going to dissect it. And we are going to be showing Sean McVay and the rest of the team by our cheers, by our chants, and by our boos that we are not necessarily happy. Because LA fans, we don't tolerate that crap. No. We never have. We do not. We want a winning product on the field. That's right. And if if the Rams aren't going to put that winning product on there, we will let them know. Yeah. Jared Goff, uh, you better have a good day because there might be some Blake up, Bortle. There might be some Blake Bortle chance. Imagine that. Oh my gosh. We want Bortles. Remember, it was that what we want Goff chant a few yeah, years back. Yeah, that's right. Now we're going to go to possibly we want Bortles. Oh gosh. <laughs> No, people don't knock that off. Uh, it's not time for that. Not yet. Maybe wait till the Arizona game before we. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if we look bad against Arizona, then maybe uh, we can bring on Blake Bortles. I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough for us. Oh, boy. Let's it's get tough. a win. Let's it is, get a win. It is tough. You, what, what do you think? What's your heart telling you? Rams winning this one? Rams win, but closer than you think. Oh, well, I think it's going to be a tie. <laughs> closer than that? No, I think it. I think it will be close. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, my my uh, heart won't let me pick against our boys, so uh, I think this is going to be a win. I don't think they're going to. I think Pittsburgh and and the Bears sadly are are two coin flip games. I don't think we lose two of those in a row. I think. I think McVeigh will step up his game and and will answer back. Knowing knowing what our offensive line has done on Sunday, and knowing that Khalil Mack is now coming to the Coliseum, yeah, on Sunday, you're kind of in the same boat, yeah. That you you think that we still have a chance? Oh sure, for sure we have a chance. All right. Oh crap! Look who decided to show. Who? Ben Garcia's here. <laughs> I knew I smelled something Just funky. in time to Congrats. close out the uh, the Rams house. Uh, you want to take 30 seconds to talk about how awful the team is? Uh, we've been pushing the panic button all night long. <laughs> <laughs> if you're pushing the panic button, then I've done my job. <laughs> I've got nothing else to add. I, I gave you credit earlier he when did, I yeah. said that uh, the, the golf trade, I'm officially calling it a massive mistake. Not trade, the contract. The contract. contract. Yeah, the golf contract. <laughs> you want to trade him. That's Oh, my gosh. The $110 million Invest- guaranteed yeah. contract. Investment. Yeah. You're uh, investing in his future, gentlemen. Yeah. yeah, well, I've seen well, that future, and I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're out of here. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more on the uh, Guys in Short show. Hey, yes. be sure to check that show out for uh, some Rams talk. And uh, also we'll be talking Lakers, those uh, those ste- stealing or cheating Astros. Oh, yeah, gosh, dude, that news they, that they're came in a world out. of hurts. How about them yeah. Raiders? 
I'm a Raider fan the rest of the season. I picked up Derek Carr <laughs> on my you. fantasy team. Screw you. I dropped Jared Goff, picked up Derek Carr. You guys got a pretty cake schedule most of the rest of the way. We I, do. I think you guys uh, are. It's a world of hurt where the Raiders and the Rams have the same record. Yeah. Uh, Five and four, guys. Yeah. Come on. That's right. And honestly, the Raiders might eke out. Uh, I was going to say, and one team is trending up. Yeah. And the other one is trending yeah. down. Yeah. I like yeah. your schedule. Oh, my gosh, dude. Don't like it. Don't like it one yes. bit. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Rams House and uh, review us. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Give us uh, some five stars. And uh, tell all your Rams fans friends about uh, guys in shorts. And be sure to give them all a warning. Run for your lives. Run for the hills. Throw elbows. Do whatever you can. Save yourselves. Screw the women and children. This ship is sinking. We are. We are. It's not looking good, guys. <laughs> uh, let's get a win. We did. Come yeah, on. We really need it. Go, Rams. Beat the Bears. Here we go. All right. For Darren Besa and Ben Garcia, I'm Jeff Wilson. Whose house? Rams House! <laughs>